Thanks for checking out the KZMC podcast. My name is April Zaire, and I'm an associate pastor at KZMC. This podcast is a recording of sermon teachings from our 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning worship gatherings. We release a new episode every Tuesday. If you're looking to check out our Sunday mornings, you can find our live stream over on our YouTube channel on Kingsfield Zurich Mennonite Church. We'd also love to have you join us in person. You can find out all the details about our Sunday mornings on our website, kzmc.ca. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Well, good morning, Kingsfield Zurich Mennonite Church. We've been saying this far too much over these past number of months of this pandemic, but I think it bears saying again, I wish I could be with you in person today instead of on a screen. I wish I could introduce myself to you in person. But my name is Craig Freer, and I will be working with you as your interim pastor for the next number of months as you go through the process of of finding a new permanent pastor. Now, I know that some of you might know me a little bit, but while others won't know me at all, so let me tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, I am a husband and father. My wife, Kim, and I have been married for 28 years, and we have three children. Our youngest just left uh, the house about uh, six months ago or so, back in May, and uh, so we are brand new at being empty nesters. I'm a pastor. Uh, That's pretty much all that I've done through my whole working career. I started full-time pastoral ministry right out of seminary. And it's pretty much all I've done my whole working life. I've done some other things here and there, like school bus driving, which I'm, I'm still currently doing. But, but being a pastor has been my main vocational calling. I grew up in the Niagara region. My wife did too. And I grew up in the Mennonite Brethren Church. So I know that world well. And it's a world that you are transitioning into as a church. My very first pastoral position was with the the Brethren in Christ, now the Be in Christ Church, which, as many of you know, is an Anabaptist church tradition as well. From there, I pastored uh, back to the MB Church, and I pastored two different Mennonite Brethren churches, one in the Hamilton area and one in the Niagara region again. From there, I, I went to Mennonite Church Eastern Canada, and I was the pastor of Living Water Fellowship in New Hamburg. For almost 12 years. From New Hamburg, we transitioned to Drayton. Our family moved to Drayton from uh, from New Hamburg, where I became the pastor of Community Mennonite Fellowship Church and served there for five years. Aside from being a pastor, I've been a, a leader, a mentor, a, a teacher, and a coach in the wider church. I've served on various church boards with the BIC Church, with the MB Church, and with, with MCEC as well. And in the past number of years, I've been involved with Relearning Community, which your church has, has gone through. And I've led two churches through through the two-year Relearning Community process. Currently, I'm part of the Innovate team, which is uh, the team that oversees Relearning Community and, and Community of Practice and, and other things. And I'm currently a teacher, coach, and part of that leadership team for Innovate. And I also do coaching around uh, 5Q, which focuses on equipping people uh, around the, the fivefold ministry and around the APEST ministries. Lastly, and most importantly, I'm a follower of Jesus. And I'm vitally interested in disciple making and helping others to, 
to become followers of Jesus as well. That is what I am first and, and foremost about. What I want to be about, what I choose to be about. I value being a follower of Jesus in the Mennonite Anabaptist tradition, but, but it's far more important to me to be a follower of Jesus than to be a Mennonite. And as I focus my life on disciple making, my focus is not to go out into the world and make Mennonites of all nations, but to make disciples of all nations. I love the church and I believe in the church, but my focus isn't even necessarily to build the church. My focus is to build people, helping them to become growing followers of Jesus. Because I believe that when we make disciples, we will always get the church. So that leads me to where Kim and I are today. We recently moved to the city of Welland in the Niagara region. And we are following a call right now that we believe is from God to live our lives as followers of Jesus among the people here and invite people to, to live with us and to, to follow Jesus with us. And we know as we do that, that it will somehow form church. But that church will look different than traditional church. We're not sure exactly what it will look like yet, but we know that when we make disciples, church will form. And I think that's a good thing because we need new forms and different forms of church. Part of this call is my conviction that the traditional ways that, that we are doing church that, that used to work very well aren't working for a growing segment of our culture. And so we need new forms of churches. We need to add new forms of church to our traditional uh, church. And, and that's what we are just beginning to work at now. Now, please don't hear me saying that that traditional church isn't working. We need to completely dump it. That's <clears throat> uh, that's not what I'm saying. What I have just shared is not for everyone. And, and God is still using traditional church. Absolutely. What I am saying is that we need to add new ways of being church and doing church. And so I'm excited to to come alongside of you and to work with you as a, as a church family to help you hear God's call for you and to understand God's call for you and to begin to continue to move in that direction. And especially as you seek to find your next leader that will help to continue to move you forward. And so I look forward to, to meeting you in person over these next number of weeks and months as we do that together. That's enough about me. Let's get to the message for today. This is a significant season of transition and change for all of us. I mean, just the idea of, of transitioning from, from one year into a new year, saying goodbye to 2021 and moving into 2022 is a time of transition. But we're also moving, hopefully and, and prayerfully, transitioning out of a pandemic season towards what the new uh, normal will be after this. And even though things have been looking a little bit darker and a little more uncertain in these past number of, of weeks, and we don't know what the next few weeks will look like, there's hope that this is the beginning of the end and we can move into what that next new normal is. You, as, as KZM Church family, are, are in transition. Transitioning from, from being an MCC congregation to, to joining the MB family. That's a, that's a transition. 
And you're transitioning, of course, from, from being led by Pastor Ryan to whoever comes next. In these times of, of change and transition, I think it's important to, to recognize that human beings have a tendency to live in the past. When, when things change, we often find ourselves wanting to go back to the way things were. I think that's maybe even more true of us as we get older. We start to think about and talk about the good old days. We see the past and we, we think of things in a, in a fondness, with a fondness that seems to grow as we get older. We just came through the Christmas season and I was reflecting on this, that you know, Christmas when I was a young, young boy, there was so much excitement. It was such a big deal. And, and uh, you know, I was, my brother and I were the first ones to wake up in the morning because we just couldn't wait. Well, these days in, in my old age, it, it's still special. It's still nice, but I can sleep in. I'm not in a giant hurry to get up and it, it changes. And if we, if we want to, to go back and try and recapture those, those old feelings, it can feel like a bit of a letdown. I suspect that's true of us in a lot of different ways. I suspect that the good old days that we remember maybe weren't as good as what we remember them to be. And I think we forget how, how difficult they could be. And we overestimate how good the good things were. And I think that's just part of human nature. A great biblical example of this is the nation of Israel. We remember that in the history of Israel, they were a captive nation within the nation of Egypt for many, many years. God used the nation of Egypt to save them from, from a famine, but eventually they became slaves in that land. And while God blessed them and prospered them while uh, in the first segment of time, eventually they became so numerous and so prosperous, uh, a growing nation within that nation of Egypt, that they became a threat. And so their, their slavery and their captivity became incredibly hard and incredibly burdensome for them. Their, their captors mistreated them, and then Israel began to cry out to the Lord to, to rescue them. And we know that the story is that, that God raised up Moses and Aaron, who would lead them out of Egypt into freedom towards the promised land that, that God had for them. But once they got out of Egypt... And they began to, to move through the desert towards the promised land. They found hardships there. It was hard to find food. It was hard to find water. It was not an easy life. And in that place, they began to, to grumble and complain to Moses and actually begin to think of those, those days in Egypt and think of them in some ways as the good old days. And they began to ask Moses, did you bring us out here to starve? Did you bring us out here to die? They began to think of those, those old ways, forget about the hardships that were there and think about them positively. It's human nature to, to think that way. Not long after uh, Jesus, Paul came along and we were first introduced to, to Paul as one who was persecuting the church. He fiercely resisted this new Jesus movement. It challenged everything that he knew. It challenged his, his status quo. It went against everything that he, he had been taught, and it, it threatened everything that he believed. And then we see that Paul had that encounter with Jesus and that, that massive repentance moment. And because of that encounter with Jesus, 
he wrote the words that we see in Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. That's what Paul had to do in his encounter, after his encounter with Jesus. And I believe it's what God is saying to us as we face that tendency, that temptation to want to live in the past and for things to go back to the way they used to be. These words, I think, are especially significant to us in this season of pandemic. You know, we're, we're nearing the, the two-year mark of this pandemic season. And, and while there are some, some positive signs of hope that we're, we're getting towards the beginning of the end, there's still significant uncertainty. But the question, the challenge is, do we just want things to go back to the way they were? Do we just want to be able to do church the way we used to do it? Do we just want to be able to worship the way we used to? Do we just want to be able to fellowship the way we used to? Are those golden days really all that golden? Or has God been, been using the, the difficulty and the challenge in this season to try and teach us something important about what it means to be the people of God? As we prepare, hopefully, to exit this pandemic season, what is Jesus saying to us? What is Jesus leading us to? Paul says that he presses on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed him. God, I believe, is inviting us to more. He's inviting us to transformation of our hearts, of our minds, of our lives. But that doesn't happen very easily, or even at all, if we're just chasing after the way things used to be. What does Paul mean when he says forgetting the past? Can we ever really forget the past? Is it like deleting the file on the computer? Well, believe it or not, Paul wasn't all that computer literate, so clearly that's not what he meant. I think that forgetting the past isn't about a memory wipe for us, because that's impossible. Even though there might be memories or experiences that we would love to, to just wipe out, just press the delete button on. It does mean, I think, letting go of the pursuit of the past. Repenting from, from deeply desiring the way things used to be. It can also mean not letting ourselves be shackled by our past. By our past failures. By our past mistakes. By our past pain and hurt. For Paul, I suspect it was both. Paul had things that were the glory days of his life that he might be tempted to look back at, but we also know that, that he deeply regretted and was remorseful of the persecution that he did of the church. And he would love to forget those things. And so for Paul, I believe it means not dwelling in those places, not, a, not trying to forget them completely, but not living in those places. And so I think the challenge for us is what might God be calling us to leave behind? What might God be calling us 
to repent of and turn from so that we can face forward and we can move with God towards that future that he has. Because while our heads are turned backwards, while we're, we're straining to look behind us, we can't really move forward to what the new thing that God has. You think about Olympic runners, especially sprinters, but, but also long-distance runners. They are trained to not focus on the people that are beside them or the people that are just behind them, but to keep their eyes focused on that finish line. Because it's impossible to run as fast as you possibly can while your head is turned and straight behind. If they take time to, to try and look behind to see who's close, they will slow down. Their focus is lost. I believe the challenge for us is to, to acknowledge what is behind, but not live there, but not focus on that. Because we can't move towards the new thing that God has when we're focusing on what's behind. Are we ready? Are we prepared for the new thing that God has? Let's pray. God, thank you for the journey that you have for us. And God, I look forward to, to walking with the folks here at, at Kingsfield Zurich. Thank you that you have put us together for this season of life. And thank you, God, that as we keep our eyes focused on you, you will lead us to the new things, to the good things that you have ahead. God, we acknowledge our past. We acknowledge that at times we we want to go back to those good times, those good places. But God, we also have heard today your challenge through Paul to forget what's behind, to leave the past behind us, and to look forward, to focus ahead on the new thing that you have. God, if we are holding on to, to anything from the past, help us to let go, help us to have open hands and trust you. We don't know what the future is going to hold, and there's a lot of transition right now. We acknowledge that, that this church is going through the pandemic, the changes in leadership, the changes in in affiliation and, and church family membership. Thank you, God, that we can follow you. Thank you, God, that we can trust you for the good things to come. We choose to keep our eyes focused on you, and we choose to walk this journey together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you today.